Here we go. I am fired up tonight. We have had his associate head coach on. We've had one of his ex-players on. And tonight, we have with us the head coach, the University of Illinois. He's on his way to Kalamazoo for USTA Nationals, Coach Brad Dancer. Brad, welcome to the pot. Well, thanks for having me on, David. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for spending some time. So uh, everyone kind of knows a little bit about your history, but I, we want to kind of hear it from you. Why don't we uh, just kind of start from the beginning? Describe your journey on how you got in, how you got started in the sport. Yeah. Well, first, first thing I had uh, older brother and sister that played tennis. My uh, my dad is an avid tennis player, so there's a lot of it going on in the family, and and so I was kind of the the little punk hanging around the courts, and uh, you know, run around run around a little bit and, and felt like I got uh, fairly decent at it so I liked it uh, it's an it's a intoxicating sport in terms of what it can do to addict a young mind I think to uh, the competitive nature of it so it's a, it's, it's, tennis has always fascinated me the, the geometries of it the mental aspect of it uh, every component and so I was, I was hooked at a young age and, uh, and then you know, I had, had uh, some great playing experiences growing up with a generation that arguably is the greatest generation in the, in the history of American tennis with Sampras and Agassi and, you know, a number of other great players in that, uh, in that range, Courier and, and uh, Todd Martin and so forth. So uh, I've been spoiled my whole life with uh, the people I've been around in the, in the world of tennis. It's funny you mentioned that generation. I just posted on my page earlier the draw from the 1985 USTA Kalamazoo draw the boys 16s there are so many grand slam titles that came out of players in that draw it was crazy how good that draw was um, somewhere in there is uh, dancer probably losing first round to somebody so. <laughs> we're gonna, we're, you know, we'll, we'll probably edit that part out you know that right <laughs> um, so obviously you've been in Illinois for a long time now you're obviously comfortable in the Big Ten in that you played at Michigan State Talk about kind of how you got recruited there, why you picked that school, and, and talk a little bit about your collegiate playing experience there. Yeah, Michigan State was, uh, you know, kind of always a school I grew up rooting for when I was a when I was a young boy. I went to Jenison Fieldhouse and and uh, you know slapping hands with Magic Johnson and Special K's and come out on the court. So that's sort of embedded in my mind, uh, you know, rooting for Michigan State in all sports. Uh, so it, it was always in the back of my mind that, that potentially I'd stay in Michigan State, but. I took visits to other schools. I took visits to Iowa, Notre Dame, Michigan, and uh, ultimately just at the end of the day, just really kind of went with a gut feeling of, of wanting to see what we could do at Michigan State Tennis. You know, it had not been the most successful program, uh, you know, prior to coming there, but we were able to kind of get better, a little bit better each year. And, uh, and then my last two years were was Coach Orlando's first two years coaching, so that's kind of always uh, – you know, interesting that the touch base with Gino and, and kind of reminisce about some of the some of the days. But he was great for me. He helped our team a lot. I, I think we finished the uh, you know third in the regular season my senior year, and, and so that was a big accomplishment at the time for Michigan State tennis. And I think Gino deserves a ton of credit for that. And uh, no, I had a great time playing at Michigan State. And I wish our football team was was uh, a little bit better when I was there, but uh, they're making up for it now. Like, right. So. <laughs> So, no, that's great stuff. And, again, your relationship with, with your head coach as you kind of um, are at the latter stages of your career there, that is obviously very interesting. So after your collegiate tennis career, you went on to coach privately at some academies. You didn't go back into college coaching right away. 
Um, you went on to coach some, some world team tennis, coaching some unbelievable players before entering then again the college coaching scene. Did you know right away after Michigan State that you wanted to get into coaching or was it something that you kind of did some soul searching, see what you wanted to do? No, I had no idea. I, you know, I, I, uh, the first thing I did was, was uh, when I finished Michigan State is bought myself a, a trip out to Hawaii to see some friends and I ended up staying out there and working for six months and I'd already lived in Aspen the summer before, so on my way back from Hawaii, I went there. So I was a little bit of a vagabond and trying to figure out what I was going to do. I did some interviewing with financial firms and so forth. I really had, had no idea what was going to happen. Um, and then it was in Aspen. I was back there living, and there was a young young player there that uh, was, was a pretty good player and, uh, named Jeff Sloves. He ended up playing at Dartmouth. And, I think he, he sort of fueled my fire to get back into the competitive aspect of coaching. I'd done sort of the resort thing and some, you know, some nice clubs and so forth. And so I spent some time down at uh, what was then Voluntary's a little bit and, um, and, and kind of just you know, started to travel a little bit with some pros that I'd met in Aspen. And so my life was just kind of bouncing around, you know, from job to job at that time. And, and, you know, the, the, the amazing thing was all the opportunities to start to come about from that. So I was, you know, traveling with Martina Navratilova and Gigi Fernandez and, you know, a number of other Grand Slam winners. And then uh, I got kind of connected with the South African crew and, and had a number of South African players I was coaching. And, and then Billy Jean and I kind of hit it off. And so I, I coached her World Tennis Team, World Team Tennis Team for, I'm trying to think, six or seven years, uh, somewhere in there. And so just really felt blessed and lucky with all these experiences that I was having uh, just out of college. Yeah, no, that's really, really cool. And obviously the people you uh, got associated with, uh, quite a group, quite a unbelievable group. So it's amazing. I, you know, when we do these interviews with these coaches, how everyone, that's one of the main things I go, how, how did you get back into coaching after you play? And everyone has a different type of story and it's all just kind of really interesting to hear. So I appreciate you sharing that. So now you start you start getting back into the coaching ranks. Was it something in, in the collegiate atmosphere? Obviously, um, you had various stops: Michigan State, Arizona, Fresno State, and then on to Illinois. Um, you you said you were just that you were touring with some professional tennis players. You were involved with Billie Jean King and World Team Tennis. Um, did you did you think did you always have that itch like it'd be really cool to kind of get back into collegiate coaching? Well, I think the interesting thing for me is. Yeah, when I was doing that, um, you know, when I was coaching professionally, I was basically going back and volunteering at Michigan State whenever I could, um, probably messing things up more than anything at the time. But, uh, you know, so I kind of always was, was staying in touch a little bit with, uh, with college tennis. And then one, one of those years uh, coaching professionally, I was, I was on the road 42 weeks out of the 52 weeks. And that was probably the year that really had me I don't know if this is a this is a permanent lifestyle to uh, you know to be out on the road that much and, and I missed having a sense of community and family and so forth and so I think I had a strong inclination at that time to, hey I want to I really want to do this college coaching thing and see what it's all about uh, and so I was you know there was a couple summers in a row where I was sort of putting my resumes out anywhere and um, you know I got really lucky in the sense that, that I was. Again, I was trying to be a, a low-level assistant at, at any program just to get my feet in the door. And I knew some people at the University of Arizona and the University of Colorado. And, you know, and I all of a sudden I'm getting off 
offers to be the head coach at uh, you know some highly prestigious universities, and so I had a chance to start off right away at Arizona, thanks to, to Becky Bell and Rocky LaRose, and there's a two two women that are very influential in my life and, and have made a big impact on me. And so Tucson was an amazing place to start, and uh, yeah, I just really fortunate to, from the from the pro ranks to go right into such a, a leading role uh, at Arizona. Right, that's obviously awesome. Um, again, you didn't have to start from the bottom up once you went back into coaching. So you obviously had a ton of experience, and you had worked with very, very high-level players before that. It wasn't like you were just starting in the college ranks not having any experience with high-level players. So obviously that helped you. Um, you know, so so let's kind of talk about it, Illinois, right? You, you, you started as an assistant for a guy named Craig Tiley. Everyone who knows who Craig Tiley is, a guy you have so much respect for, when has done so much for tennis, not just at U of I, but for all over, um, you know, for all over the world. You had some amazing teams when you started with Coach Tiley. What were a couple of points that kind of really stood out to you, and what you learned from Coach Tiley that kind of shaped how how you were going to coach going forward? Yeah, I think a lot of that was was even before I worked with Craig. So, uh, yeah, I don't, not too many people know this, but I, I used to come to Champagne. I came to Champagne, I think, two or three times. Uh, when I was coaching professionals, just to, to kind of get an idea from Craig in terms of, of what he was, you know, what he was all about, I knew he had this magic touch really before he even got going with things. And so, um, you know, I, I think he always found a way to make things competitive. Number one, uh, to keep things light. You know, Craig is the, the consummate joker and the practical joker, so he was always able to. You know, competitive people are, are, you know, you get edgy a little bit, especially tennis players. And I think Craig had a great way to keep the humor involved, keep the fun involved, but also, you know, really make it highly competitive. So that was part of his genius. And then I think the other thing with him is his ability to, to galvanize people uh, to to want to work for him and do things for him. And Craig is always been an amazing people person that connects. And then the third thing is just, you know, he's got this insatiable uh, you know, all night long work ethic that he just doesn't stop. I mean, I cannot tell you how many times, you know, the, the phone would ring for me when I was out in California, and it's it's a uh, you know it's eleven thirty p.m. in California, so it's one thirty a.m. in right. Illinois. And Craig's calling me to you know to go over things. You know, that, that's when he's catching up on his phone calls. So he just he's always been that guy that uh, incredible work ethic, incredible people person, and then really competitive, but also finding a great balance to to keep things fun and loose as well. Now, we always see stuff that you and, and you know, Marco so post your obstacle courses or your competitive games with the teams and the guys, you always have fun doing that. Is that something that you took from him or is that something that you kind of shaped on your own? Yeah, I think a little bit of everything. I think all coaches will tell you, you know, they're, they're stealing and borrowing all the time and then, and then making stuff up. And, and I think our, our the, the guys that have played – for me, will tell you, you know, I can, I can probably make a game out of just about anything. So, you know, we, we uh, try to get as creative as we can, and then again, keep things loose. And right now, we've got, you know, our, our uh, the competitive spirit on our team is probably at an all-time high. And so, it's, uh, I, I literally could pull out, uh, you know, heads or tails, and it would probably get pretty heated and competitive out there. Yeah, <laughs> kind of a fun group to do it with. Fun for it's it's fun for us to see that that you guys share some of that. So for all you guys who are listening, it's pretty cool. Go check out Brad or, or Marcos or Illinois Tennis on social media. They they share some fun stuff on what they do. They're always competing and uh, 
again, like you said, they always keep it light, so it's fun. But there's always a there's always a prize at the end, no matter what you're doing. Um, so I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about recruiting, and and I wish I remember the newspaper article that I saw it in. It was a couple of years ago, and I kind of um, emphasize this with with my kids when I say, "Hey, you never know who's watching." And I and I I read this in an article, and it was quoted by you. <laughs> And obviously, when you're recruiting at University of Illinois, you're already looking at high-level players, okay? That's a given. But in this match, your guy that you were recruiting was getting worked. I mean, he was getting drilled, whether it's 6-0, whatever it was. And the one thing that stood out to you was you liked this guy's attitude so much, the guy who was losing, that, you know, if a stranger walked in, they wouldn't know if he was up 6-0, or he was down 6-0, Talk a little bit about, um, you know, what you look for when you're recruiting kids like that. It's obviously easy to act well when you're, when you're up big and everything's going well. But what are those few things that you look for when things are not going so well that, that, that really stands out to you and say, hey, you know what, this guy's got what it takes? Yeah, I can tell you probably exactly who, who, who it was. I watched Tim Kapinski get absolutely blitzed down at the Spring Nationals. I didn't want to mention the name, but you're spot on. That's exactly who it was. You know, he's an All-American for us. He's, he's uh, you know, coaches are not supposed to have favorites, but uh, Tim Kapinski is, is uh, near and dear to my heart for just everything that uh, he st- stands for and everything he does. But, you know, he's down there. He's, he's, I think he's down, you know, set 5-1 double match point or something. And I'll just never forget the way that his body language was going into that point. He just looked like he was having a blast and couldn't wait to, you know, be playing tennis another three hours later from then. And, and I think he lost, you know, either on that point or the next one. And you can just see that the look on his face was utter shock that, you know, the match is over. What? You know, here, here I go. And I just thought that's the exact type of guy that, uh, that we want to have on our team that just loves being out here and trying to figure out how to win. And, and then Tim came in, and, and that's exactly the personality that he had, you know, during this time here. He was just so eager to learn and to grow and to figure out how to win his whole time and, and working with him. I, I can't tell you how many clinics I've done with him or else where I just, I just show him off. I just show him off how hard he works and, and everything he's committed to. So I, I think anytime we got somebody with a, a Tim Kavinsky attitude and Tim Kavinsky athleticism, we'll, we'll take him. And I, I don't want to guarantee an All-American, but it's hard, kind of hard not to with that, uh, with that athleticism and that work ethic. You know, so, so one of the purposes of doing these podcasts are so other coaches can learn and, and other players can, can get a feel for what coaches look for when they're, when they're recruiting a player. And that point, spot on, I, I hope all the people who listen to this, especially the kids and the juniors, it is so important. And again, I always emphasize, you never know who's watching. And body language is so, so important. Um, so uh, thank you for sharing that story originally with, with that paper and thank you for sharing it here too because uh, I can't emphasize that enough and I know you can't emphasize that enough as well so um, let's kind of talk about something that, that's occurred pretty recently you have, a pretty, uh, you have a pretty awesome ambassador on tour right now representing uh, University of Illinois and Kevin Anderson huh? he's, he's hacking away out there you know we'll <laughs> He's, uh, it's been incredible. I mean, it's been a, an amazing journey to watch him. Uh, I think you look at the same same type of characteristics with Kevin as, as you have with TK as well, where you got a guy that's you know completely eager to learn, and, and every time I spend time with him, he's talking about 
you know, how he can keep getting better, what's what needs to get better in his game, what's the driving focus on how to improve. And, uh, you know, I think when you have that attitude long term, that doesn't mean everything's going to be smooth. It's not going to be a continual upward trajectory because Kevin's had a lot of ups and downs in his career. But now all of a sudden in his 30s, early 30s, he's at an all-time ranking high and he's making the most money he's ever made and he's having the most accolades and having the most experiences. And so that to me is is really, uh, again, a, a, I think just a, a display of, of everything that he stands for and everything that he's about. And when you do that long-term, you're going to be really successful. He's such, I mean, he's playing so, so well, and I'm in his 30s, and you know, I follow Alistair McCaw, I know you know Alistair, and he cannot speak um, more highly than Kevin, and he he's, he's, basically echoes your thoughts, um, he, his work ethic, what he says Kevin's work ethic is, is unbelievable, um, and again, he represents University of Illinois, you, you could not be happier than having him as a your ambassador on tour for sure. So no, it's interesting as people, you know, as young pros out there are looking at things. Uh, Kevin's got a really interesting team around him. You talk about Alistair. Kevin basically surrounds himself with incredibly positive people, and that's the only people he lets into his circle. Um, and so, you know, those type of, of high energy, enthusiastic, uh, you know, ethically sound type individuals. I think are really the backbone of of why Kevin's been so consistent in terms of just his focus uh, throughout. And so I think Kevin's team gets, gets, gets a lot of credit as well. And Kevin gets the majority of that credit for just sort of, again, keeping the right people around him. Yep. Yep. Without a doubt. So, so important. We call those uh, energy givers and as opposed to energy zappers, right? So, um, Let's kind of talk about your team a little bit because you guys had a really, really good year. Uh, made it to the, all the way to the quarters. And you guys always play one of, if not, the toughest schedules in the country. Things really appear to be on a good track. Any thoughts you'd like to kind of add um, before we kind of wrap up on, on how the year went and what you're looking forward to in the future? Because you got a you got a really solid squad right now. Yeah, you, we had a great year. We great people on our team. Again, I, I think right now the the culture and the chemistry on our team are probably as strong as, as we've ever had it. Um, our leadership is phenomenal at this point. I, I'm incredibly confident. You know, you know, one of our great leaders played high school tennis. Boo Boonish played high school tennis in uh, you know in the state of Illinois. And Luke's personality is uh, is enth- again his enthusiasm, his engagement, his toughness. Um, you know, he's just one of the guys again that, that really is a is a leader for our squad, and so we just we got a number of those guys on our team, and uh, they're a blast to have around and, and kind of set the tone. So I think this year was a was a great year, it was a fun year. I think with that leadership, I'm I'm really looking forward to kind of what we can keep doing here uh, as we move forward. Well, you do have a great group of guys, and you say a great group of character guys, and that starts at the top. And I just want to sing your praises a little bit because you and Marcos, you're first class in everything that that you do, and I don't know if everyone knows, but and you can kind of go over the details if I miss anything, but the University of Minnesota, the seniors this season, for some reason, they didn't get to acknowledge their seniors at home on their senior night, and they played you guys in Champaign, and you kind of um, let them re- get recognized from their own coaches and have their own little moments, and when I saw that, you know, it kind of raised raised my eyebrows and be like, "Wow, that's really awesome." But you know what? It's it's what you do. It's what you stand for. It's what you represent. 
and it's you and Marcos and when it starts from the top it goes all the way down and that's a huge huge um, just just huge praise on you guys and I just wanted to mention that um, we've been in communication for a number of years right now and I, I will say I mean you you and your program are first class all the way so thank you um, for doing everything you're doing thank you for spending spending time doing this this uh, brief interview with us well David I appreciate you having me on I appreciate all the compliments and uh, you know we're trying to do uh, Midwest tennis as, as proud as we can and and uh, and offer a great product for everybody in the Midwest to, to come and watch and again to, to emulate so uh, I, I want to applaud you as well for all the work that you're doing and the promotions and the energy and the enthusiasm you bring. It's, uh, it's great to have you as, as part of the Midwest Tennis. And looking forward to keep growing together. Thanks, Brad. Hey, drive safe. Good luck uh, recruiting at Kalamazoo. And, uh, yeah, thanks again for being on. This was great. I really appreciate it. Thank, thank you, David. See ya. Bye. What a great guy what a great coach again I'll, I'll reiterate first class all the way coach brad dancer head coach university of illinois hope you all enjoyed that and uh look forward to hearing some more interviews appreciate it have a good night everybody